You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Calgro M3, which focuses on residential development and also develops and manages memorial parks, revealed that uh, good progress had been made uh, to turn the business around. Uh, in a first half, that CEO Vickers Leiterhan described as the good, the bad and the ugly. Evening, Vickers. Evening, Michael. Now, in a nutshell, you've done very well to uh, hibernate this COVID winter. You got rid of your internal construction division. It cost you 5% in GP margin, but you're not under pressure to keep building and able to conserve cash, which is great news if you're a bond investor. What's the good in these results? I think the good is that we've managed to complete our balance sheet restructure. Um, I think the good is that we reduced our debt and also moved our debt maturities, basically restructured the debt. Where you'll see, even during this COVID time, for the next 15 months on our bond program, where previously we had 499 million maturing in the next 24 months, we now only have 85 million maturing in the next 15 months. So, effectively buying time. We as management, if the integrate report or the year end results, you'll remember, we set ourselves certain strategic goals. The one for us to generate cash. I think we've proved that we can still generate cash during even this COVID time of 115 million. We wanted to preserve cash. We only reduced our cash resource of 10 million to 245 million during COVID. We still have our full overdraft available. And on top of that, we raised that NHFC facility in the first week of September for 215 million. So we've got 560 million um, in cash resources effectively, which give us the opportunity to switch the business back on to full capacity. Um, as we now leave COVID, but also provide a backup because there's still a lot of uncertainty in the market. And then, yeah, I think the only thing we haven't concluded on is returning back to profitability, which um, you'll recall that when we previously spoke, we actually um, enforced or closed our sites a week before the national lockdown. Mm. We the whole purpose of we have enough cash resources. Why would we go and push all this money into the ground, not knowing the timing of getting them out? Yeah, and if you look at it, the bad and the ugly then? Yeah, so the ugly was the last three years for Calgro. And I'm comparing it, I think the ugly was COVID for a lot of countries. For Calgro, we came out of three years, we didn't have electricity on clear off because of the stand-up of who's going to pay for the substation, and we had that massive land invasion from both clear off and Scottsdale. All of that's now been resolved. Um, interestingly, if you look at from a cash cycle, in the three years from February 2015 to February 2019, we burned 485 million. In the last 18 months, net cash from operations was nearly 400 million. So we already returned 80% of the cash burned in the previous four years um, to the business, which also begs the question is when's the income statement going to follow? I think there's a bit of accounting delays, but mm-hmm. we reckon mm-hmm. about 12 to 18 months away from that. And what I say, the, the bad is, we, uh, I like to say we had our guns ready and, and all the ammunition stores filled with cash, with projects, with service opportunities, with sales, and we just couldn't go because of COVID. We thought it's too risky. And the good is, I think we, as soon as COVID, the full effect of COVID um, has come out, we're ready to go. But we've already switched back on. You'll see that we've only handed over um, 560 units, where we currently have 2,500 units under construction and a further 2,700 student housing beds for University of Western Cape. So I don't think over in the last four years had that amount of construction ongoing. 
the issue around Fleurhof and South Hills and the substation is, I think, salutary. It's an important lesson here. If we talk about public-private partnerships in the country, this is what can go wrong. And the substation delays were pushed out now to the second half of 2021 from September 2020. It does mean that inventory that just needs to be electrified to be completed and then paid for is sitting on the balance sheet and not turned over to purchases while debt funding to service interest uh, ticks over. Vickers, couldn't management have done a little bit more here to speed this up? I think we could have planned it different. So your whole conclusion is correct until the point, what could we have done different? I think hindsight's a perfect science. One of the big lessons, and that's where you started, we've learned, is that even where we sit today, our business is not relying on public sector. Mm. Yes, public sector now have a new plan of uplifting the economy, and, and I think it's a good plan. But our outlook on that is let's structure our business solely focusing on our own money and our own resources and what we can do. And if government funding or public sector funding then become available, that's an enhanced benefit for your business. But the business is not reliant on public sector. And unfortunately, I think there's a lot of private companies now sitting back and say the public sector have to help. The reality is public sector coffers under pressure. And as I said, I think they've got good plans. But it's going to, if you look at how long it took us to restructure Calgro, which is a lot smaller operation than the African national government, it'll take them a long time to restructure it. I couldn't agree more. It's uh, like turning around the Titanic. But I think we do need uh, a modicum of pragmatism and reality and everyone sort of falling over themselves to hail the Baldwin moykloof mega project. And I suppose the trouble is that an issue like a substation delay, for example, is just that kind of issue that can come with a, a triple P project and throw a spanner in the works. So what do you think is the big lesson that you could share as uh, other corporates might be looking to work with government in a triple P to ensure that uh, we don't make the same mistakes again? I think the first thing is timing. I think business have to realize that, again, your description was just being Titanic's a big ship. Decisions is long, uh, takes long to make. Budgets take a long term to come to fruition. So I think that's the first thing. And then secondly, what I just said earlier as well, let's focus on your own business. If you, your own business is viable without government, government's an added advantage. If your own business is not viable without government, with respect, then I think you should look at that model because we as Africa can't sit back and, and to your lip as well and wait for government to turn this country around. We mm. all have to do our part. And I, and I think with, with respect, it's too easy for South Africans also to sit back and, and say, but government this, government that, government have to help. Yes, but if all of us are not positive about the country and do whatever we need to do in our small little part, then we're not going to turn South Africa. So it's almost in all South Africans' hands to turn South Africa. And, and I think mm. that's the important lesson we've learned. And also not only looking at the financial side. Um, if I might take it back to Calgary. Um, we are level one empowerment contributor. Why? Because we believe it's the right thing for South Africa. Yes, it took us, we're now in level one for the last three years, it took us a long time to get there. We're advanced signature United Nations. Basically, just standing for the principles of good procurement, good corporate governance, good human resource practices, anti-corruption. That, that's important parts. Again, we, I think it put that to be put back to everyone to do their part for the best of Africa. On that note, what is your outlook uh, for the company and for the country over the next year? So we're very positive. Um, well, fairly positive. Um, I think inflation is currently 3%. We as a business expected to increase to roughly 5% towards the middle um, 
and third quarter of next year. Therefore, we believe interest rates at the current low level um, will remain. And I think that provides opportunities. We never sell. We never construct on risk. So all units we currently have under construction at 2,500 and and beds have been fully sold. We only account for revenue as and when the units transfer. So we believe we're about 12 to 18 months from seeing the full effect from a Calgary turnaround. And therefore, I think also in the greatest African context, with interest rates this low, I think people can take opportunities, go and borrow, gear their balance sheets a bit harder, invest in the economy. Again, to my earlier statement, we can't just sit and wait for government to invest. We have to mm-hmm. invest in our own economy, but also lessons learned. Don't overstretch your balance sheet. I said earlier, we've got a nice cash flow buffer. We'll consistently sit on T300 million in cash. We appreciate there's a big negative carry in the short term on shoulders for that. But there's also the, the benefit of having that risk factor. And then lastly, I think all businesses, we've got this philosophy in Calgary, building legacies, changing lives. If we're just another home builder, we're just another memorial park, we don't make a real difference in someone's life every day. Then we don't have the right of existence. And I think businesses have to drive that. Let's start looking after each other. Let's make a difference. Calgary M3 CEO Vickers Lachachan with the good, the bad and the ugly at the halfway mark for the residential uh, property and memorial parks developer and some inspiring words there uh, to end off with a bit of a rallying call for business uh, to roll up its sleeves and uh, just get on with building the country and uh, not uh, look to government for help sometimes where help might be a long way in coming.